0: Hello, I'm Kenza, and this is the Finding Space podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Finding Space podcast. This week, I interview New York-based sports photographer, Jason Suarez. Jason talks about how he went from a college track athlete to a sports photographer, he talks about the importance of building relationships with athletes that you work with, and he opens up about his time working with Kipchoge, Mo Farah, and other great runners. Enjoy!
1: So I got into photography, I think I was like 2012, 2012? Um, I, it's funny because like in college, I graduated college in oh nine, and I took photography as an elective and I dropped out of it because I thought it was boring. Uh, I guess it was like my teacher or something like that. But I mean, uh, yeah, 2012 and it, and it started just like a, as a hobby and for some reason, you know, like being around other photographers now, I don't really consider myself much of a photographer because I don't know the traditional stuff of photography because I learned on an iPhone through Instagram, you know, and like, that's how I, uh, I was able to, I learned photography from other Instagrammers, other Instagrammers who, uh, who we, we would go out and, uh, from sunrise to sunset, just shoot around New York. And, you know, every either, it was either Saturdays or Sundays and, uh, I would learn how to pan with like a cab driving by and somebody else was shooting me. So I, so whatever I learned uh, from them, I would incorporate it in sports. And so that's how I was, I would, I was able to make the, tra- uh, the transition into sports. Um, I think, I guess like how I made that transition into sports was because I ran in high school and in college you know, like I was a track runner in high school and college, and uh, I, had, I had made a lot of friends, um, you know, competing in college. so And a lot of them either became, A, Olympians, or B, were fast enough to qualify for, like, these Olympic trials. And, uh, and that's how my access came about, you know. Uh, it started with, uh, with a physiotherapist who, who, who introduced me and then once i saw all my friends there i was like oh i can like ask this for a, uh, this person for credentials and i would go in as like athlete support you know uh, i like carry their bags or whatever and then i would just have my camera with me and i'll just uh snap some shots uh until i was able to like build that um portfolio
0: i i think having that inside experience as well as you say you're a runner you you're an athlete you understand the sport as well must help you there there, another um episode in this series i was talking to a photographer called kevin and we were talking about skateboarding and he was explaining how you know he skateboards himself and being able to shoot that sport yes you can drop in and shoot it but to truly understand the sport being a skateboarder makes a big difference to how you photograph it do you think that applies to athletics
1: absolutely like for an example like if someone grew up playing soccer, uh, I can. I get a photo of a soccer player. Absolutely, but I think uh, someone who practices the sport isn't gonna is gonna see certain things that I won't see. What I think is a good shot, uh, a good photo that I took their footing might be a little off or, you know, something so small uh, would be off that somebody else would notice and it'd be like, hey, I'm not going to share that photo or I'm not going to hand that photo over. I, I think, uh, yeah, I agree with that 100%. For an example, um, I used to, I shot like a season for the New York Mets and uh, it was, it's a baseball team out here and I did a lot of research of like older style uh photography of baseball photography for me to understand and be like all right cool like don't wait until the pitcher is uh releasing the ball you have to get it right before because the small ball getting thrown at 100 miles per hour you know what I mean like it's so you're just you just start noticing little different things and like every sport um has this little like unique perspectives and you need to it's all I think it's also just like understanding and respecting the sport you know what I mean like I wouldn't want to venture out and try to shoot swimming like if I had the opportunity to shoot Michael Phelps yeah great but I don't think I would do it justice compared to somebody else who's like been around it for so long and it's it's their 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 passion you know what i mean
0: you, i think you sort of touch on it it's not trying to tread on other people's toes you, you don't just sort of wade in and sort of be like oh look, i'm the i can shoot this sport but maybe you can get a different perspective of it maybe you can see insight into i don't know how they're preparing or and you might see things that cross over um so sometimes it's interesting but i think on the whole for that for that action part of the sport i think a general understanding of the sport is fundamental for
1: sure like i think i i tried like last winter i went out i was in hawaii and um, i went up to the north shore and uh it's, it's shooting surfing is gorgeous right and i was there for like a day and a half uh uh, in the North shore, just shooting, but, uh, whatever I saw on Instagram and versus what I got, I was like, ah, oh, man, like, uh, so far behind. And, and, uh, you know, you would see surfing videos here and there. And, but yeah, man, it's, uh, people who are, who live it, are involved with it, uh, so much better. Yeah.
0: Do you think it's your knowledge of running was more important than your knowledge of photography and, and you could, you, you obviously went out and, and taught yourself those skills in photography, but without that background in running, you probably would have struggled a lot more.
1: Maybe. Yeah, for sure. I think, for an example, I was a track runner in when I when I first throughout my running career, I was a track runner and I didn't understand how to shoot marathoning. still running right? Still running. But once I immersed myself into that like marathon culture and understood it and like ran a marathon myself, I get it now. You know what I mean? Like I would think, I, I thought marathon, shooting marathons or just watching a marathon is completely boring, but there's a there's a beauty of running 26.2 miles uh, throughout a city. There's a beauty in, in, in that, right? Uh, I don't like shooting a finish line shot, right? Any AP photographer, any, you know, like Getty photographer can get you that shot, right? But if you understand running, you understand that the last 200 meters of the race, their bodies tense up, you're going to get all this muscle definition, their lactic acid. And by becoming, because I was a runner, I understand what my body went through running. And I know where to get a shot the finish line shot is absolutely important if there's a world record or or just a story tell. but the shot that's more important is maybe three minutes before when that person is going to make that move or is going to make that attack because you're going to have all this muscle definition you know what i mean like you're just gonna their body is going to respond completely different and i think uh I think that's the difference between like people who shoot photography as like a I don't know like a like a like a vet re- recap versus someone who's like going to go there and kind of kind of tell a story.
0: I think it's quite interesting the position of a a sports photographer in those live situations. You know, how do you deal with taking a photograph of someone that is clearly struggling? You know, they they are either annoyed or devastated and you know they might have it might just be you taking photographs of them or they've got people all around them is that something that you just block out your mind and you're there just to get the shots or do you consciously think of their mindset
1: yeah i consciously think and uh i try to be as far as far away as possible from that athlete and try to shoot through a zoom so like with a 300 or, or something like that. Because you don't have to be so up close to an athlete in order for you to get the, that emotion. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think last week, for example, I was um, a, cu- a couple of friends of mine, they were running for 30, I think it was like 36 hours straight. And one of the guys, he was just like hanging out, not half asleep, but he was tired. It was like, I think he was like Twenty-four, a little past twenty-four hours of running, and he was just sitting in a chair. And I snapped a picture from far away, right. And then once I handed over those photos, he he wrote something on Instagram saying, "Like I never saw you take this photo, but I appreciate you taking this photo of me while I was struggling." You know what I mean? And I think it's that respect of like, you, and you see this with a lot of photographers who haven't been around for too long, right? who think that they need to be in front of this athlete in order for you to get an emotional shot or anything like that but if you just stand back and observe and watch as they're walking away or as they're like just looking around you're gonna get that shot right and I think it's I would want to put I put myself in their shoes and if I, if I had a bad moment or something like that I don't want people around me You know what I mean? But like looking back at it, once I've calmed down and I see that photo, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, like I can I can tell a story.
0: So sort of taking it back a little bit to those early days of you, you know, really getting into photography and learning about it and going out on those weekends and just shooting when you had that transition from just playing with the camera and really getting to enjoy it to starting to get paid for it did your mindset change to how you shot when you started getting paid was was there pressure building up you know suddenly going on those shoots or did you just go and and just have fun with it Uh,
1: I I just had fun with it I didn't really put too much pressure on myself and it was also kind of cool because the brand the first brand that I worked for they didn't have that Gritty feel to them, so when I was able to like incorporate what I learned from like, I mean, we were I, whatever I shot and learned in New York City, I would take and put it in for an example in Sedona, Arizona. You know what I mean. So it's just like, so it, it, there were just certain things that popped out more, and you know uh, I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot with with them, and um and vice versa. But yeah, I just had fun. We would. It was just like literally. Hey, we're going on a road trip for three, four days in so and so place. Uh, just come out and shoot. Um, we started in New York and then the relationship built from there. But uh, but yeah, it was just more fun. And I think, and I think I, that's what I like. I like working for brands or people that I know I'm gonna have fun with, and not really just doing it for a paycheck. You know what I mean? Like, if I, I will turn down gigs, if it's a brand that I've never worked with, or if I just don't like the vibe that I'm getting from them, uh, I never... I got into photography not to make it a career. It turned into a career. I just wanted a creative outlet. You know, like, I used to work in television. Uh, those were one of my first jobs uh, coming out of college. And I wanted... And I started working in, once I lost my job because of the um, the market crash back in 2008, 2009, uh, I worked in retail. I still work in retail uh, part-time. Uh, but at one point, uh, I was there for maybe two and a half years and it started to become a career uh, at, the, at this retail location. And uh, I took a, a step back and I was just like, well, this wasn't the intention. This was just for me to get, um, for me to find another TV job. So then I started applying at like places like ESPN and all these other sports places. And they were like, Hey, listen, we can't hire you. You haven't done anything in two years. We really like you, but you know, you don't have any relevant experience. So because I was learning photography, I basically said, Oh, I guess I'll make my own experiences. And it transitioned into what it is now. Um, And, you know, I think I got really, really lucky uh, having the right, learning from the right people. Like, if you, the people that I learned from were people like Steve Sweatpants, you know, like Jay and Silva. I learned from, uh, like, Elitch Peters, you like Miss Manhattan. These are the people, like Scott Barrero, these are the people that we would go out on a Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, and these are, like, sick, sick photographers on Instagram now but we all started around the same time. And uh, I think it it definitely, you know, like we all went our separate ways and they did did, like their style of photography. And uh, I was very hard headed (laughs) and stuck with sports, Uh, but I'm glad I did because it, it, you know, it worked out. Uh, But yeah, like, so I think I got, it was like the perfect storm, I guess. You know what I mean? Like learning from those guys, um at the very beginning i think it, it helped a lot
0: and you sort of mentioned how you were almost searching for that creative outlet in your life and you, you'd obviously come from tv and now working in retail was that you know is that something that you need sort of mentally if you're obviously being a creative person that you are maybe even now at the moment where we're being cooped up for long periods of time you know events aren't as happening as often do you find it difficult with your sort of mindset if you don't have a creative outlet for a long period of time
1: like i i do like i um like so i i i i work for apple i've been there for 10 years right uh the past two years with my travel schedule and stuff like that uh it's been awesome. They've been super supportive. But I noticed that if I am there for too long without having something to look forward to, I get into these ruts where I need a, that outlet of just being creative. And it's not the travel. It's just being able to create, uh, being able to produce something. Uh, I think that, yeah, like I, it, I need it uh, in order for me to, um, no, I'm not going to say it's like function, but I need it in order for me to like not
0: fall into these ruts. You, you've you obviously spoken about what brought you into sports photography, you know, having a sports background and being in that world from, from college days and things like that. You were a runner and, and you ran track. And so you had that knowledge, but sort of breaking it down into more of maybe an artistic stance standpoint, what is it about running that visually you enjoy to to photograph? I know it's not the only sport you, you photograph, but running is something you've worked with a lot. Particularly some of your work with like Kipchoge and Mo Farah is just really stunning and I think you you even went out to Kenya and, and did some shots there. I mean that that work is is incredible. What is it though about the just the runner and the positions they make that that draws you to that imagery?
1: Shooting photography still gives me that high. It, it's the the high of like having seeing someone at the start line, and I know exactly what they're going through. I know that rush. I know that feeling exploding from the blocks, starting at eight hundred, starting a mile, or even starting the start of a marathon. Just watching them and their their whole warm up or whatever they do pre race. I I kind what I. It's, it makes it might sound weird, but what I kind of do is just kind of like put myself in that position and be like, oh, I remember this, and I know exactly what they're going through, and I think that's what keeps me around and running. I had the incredible like opportunity to go and be around Kipchoge. A year and a half before he breaks the world record and I got to follow him around from Kenya to London to Germany and back to uh to Germany where he did it and I think um even though I was a small part of that I was part of that story I think that that's the cool part you know like again I think if I was just doing recap I I wouldn't like it so much but I think having personal relationships with Patrick Sang or like Mo Farah, I think that's what keeps me around and just like what makes it worth it is seeing those real, just seeing like at some point they don't they're not runners anymore to me they're they're like friends. So seeing these friends like for an example like I met Molly Seidel last year in Ethiopia when we were doing run across uh we were running across Ethiopia for this group, Girls Gotta Run. And then a year later, she qualifies for the Olympic team for the marathon. Last year, she we were just like hanging out, chilling. And then a year later, she makes the Olympic team. And so you have that personal relationship where, oh man, like that's, like that's a friend of mine who now is an Olympian, you know? And I think uh, the more and more I stay in the sport, I feel like the more and more these situations are going to happen, and I don't want to miss those those stories. Not even stories, but just those moments for friends, you know?
0: Do you, do you think that's important? We, we touched on it a bit before, but that going into a shoot and having that mindset and, you know, when you're going and photographing Kipchoge in Berlin, break the world record, if you'd have just rocked up and been asked to do that job for a client, and you didn't know him you could obviously do a job but but you would be shooting kipchoge the great runner whereas you're going in there and uh, you know i assume you're shooting someone who's become a friend and it's a completely different situation for you compared to another photographer do you think that makes a big difference in the outcome of your work
1: i think yes because i am going to be paying attention more you know, I I'm going to be focused more on him. I'm gonna be, like for an example, uh, one of the shots, uh, in Berlin, right? Uh, maybe a minute or two before I there's a picture that I took of Patrick, with his hands like this and looking at me like, and he's all he's saying to me is just like. I hope he gets it. You know what I mean? But if I think, and I think those are the, those, when I come back to the relationships, if Patrick didn't know who the hell I was, he wouldn't even look at me or look over or do anything to me. You know what I mean? Um, So I think, yeah, like, I think those, uh, I pay attention more to the people who I have personal relationships with. Granted, yes. (laughs) I mean, he's the best runner in the world at the moment, but, uh, yeah like i i think i will i will go above and beyond to be able to tell his story compared to someone else who I don't really know and you can in and, and it's sad to say uh you can notice that in my work as well you know what i mean
0: yeah so you you've touched on something there that i think is is quite you know important to discuss about when we're talking to athletes and they're on the road and their mental health can be just as damaging for their performance because they're feeling isolated they're away from home all those things that can have an effect on anyone working around any industry but being a photographer and following every step of the way and having to work every hour, maybe having to go back and fire photographs off to a client and then go out and having to constantly think of a story, some engaging angle, something new, that can build up and be quite difficult. How do you deal with those moments where either you're feeling down or you're not as passionate or you're you're just having a bad day H- how do you go out and and shoot to the same level
1: so i think one of the things i'm very fortunate to um to shoot with friends right so like it's always like it's gonna be me zach fred you know um uh, jj pin we're all always going to be either together or or at the same at the same track meet you know, even like Dan Vernon, whenever we we're together, we would like still like, uh, so you have these friends and we, we stay in contact throughout the year and like, but there's a group thread and, and, and I think what we do is like, we kind of like fire each other up and be like, yo, did you see this shot that I took today? And like, you know, and, and so like that moment where you're just like, oh, I don't feel like editing and then someone in the group thread sends a photo and you're just like, looking at it and be like... And like I guess I gotta start editing and just like fire back out. So I think that's what motivates you. Uh but for an example, when I was in Doha, um that was completely out of my element. No, it wasn't out of my element, but it was it was hard, right? Uh because time zone difference. Um I I think my biggest uh opportunity is that i overwork myself because i try to be a pleaser right yeah. um and i and i i still think i still have the mentality of of i still have the mentality of like i'm just thankful to be here instead of like oh i belong here right and because I have that mentality, I try to please and say, "All right, well, yes, here are your shots, here are shots, here your shots, here, are your, shots, here are your shots." And um, I guess I do it because I don't want to fall behind or whatever. But um, I was struggling in Doha. I was definitely struggling in Doha. And like, uh, thankfully, I have friends that were willing to come down from London, and we just like it was a distraction that I needed. Uh, even though like I was editing in the hotel room and it would be like two, three in the morning, but he was just there to just like chop it up with me and distract and not be in this big hotel room uh, by myself. You know what I mean? So uh, it was just, it was just cool to have someone to talk to, you know.
0: But it sounds like you really prioritize community as part of your photography in terms of as you say, either just friends around you or athletes and building that community sounds like it's really important for you to produce good work and to enjoy your job, but also to keep your mental health you know at yeah. a stable level.
1: yeah, I think because I like I said, like I only got into photography because I needed a like a creative outlet, right and I don't want photography to feel like a job and yes, it does feel like a job a lot of the times, but having, like, at the end of the day, right, a job that you can wear sweatpants, have friends, and, you know, have friends around, and grab a couple of beers afterwards, it's really not a job, you know what I mean, if you really boil down to it. um. So, yeah, like, the hours are atrocious sometimes, and you put your body through hell, for like a week or two at a time but i much rather be doing that than you know like how I'm doing now like I right now I'm just sitting in front of a computer for eight hours and just working just you know uh but I, I appreciate those moments that um that we have as a photographer you know
0: we touched on it a bit earlier but with the lockdown and the pandemic and everything that seems to be going on in 2020 it seems to be the craziest year um how, how have you got through that in terms of you know your mental health has photography helped you in any way through that or have you been so detached from it
1: um so yeah like so a couple of months ago and uh i a, a friend of mine reached out from LA and uh He's a runner, also. He, he was just like, "Hey, I have this idea of like reaching out to our friends and putting a magazine together." And uh, we basically reached out to our network of friends uh, who are runners and or photographers, and we basically asked them to take photos of their uh, how their city looks like during the during the pandemic through the vision of running, right? How does how does it look running through Tokyo, right? How does it look like running through South Korea, through Sao Paulo, through Mexico, right? Uh, and I think that's what kept me busy, all right? Like I was able to shoot a friend of mine uh, in the middle of Park Avenue, Grand Central Station, right, Grand Central Terminal, and it's completely empty. You know what I mean? Like in those those photos, like in those, those opportunities, rarely ever happen. But because you're in a pandemic, that's what, that's the, that's the reality of it, right? Uh, and I think that's what uh, photography definitely, uh, this project that we worked on, and all the photography that I was able to see and like, feedback that I was able to give and all that other stuff definitely helped. Uh, because there was a point where I just wasn't even going out. I wasn't even work working out. Uh, it got really... Listen, like the neighborhood that I, that I live in got hit really, really, really bad. And it was like a tornado that came in here and just messed everything up. It was to the point where they were telling uh, the EMTs not to use the sirens anymore because of how many people were just getting sent to the hospital. Wow. You know what I mean? And I, I, I do. Yeah. So, and I live 10 blocks, ten, eleven 11 blocks away from the hospital. That was the the worst hit in New York City. So it, it drains you. You know what I mean? It yeah. drains you. And it's like, the only time I would go out was to like, go get groceries. And like, occasionally, my body was just like, go out and like, run, right? So I yeah. think once this project came about, and I went to go shoot, I I was just thanking my friends. And I was just like, yo, thank you for just giving me a couple of hours of like, normalcy, you know and I think uh if if it wasn't for this project I don't know i don't I'm not gonna say that I was like I, I would be in a rough spot, but I would definitely wouldn't be as not even I, I wouldn't be willing to even do this podcast because I was just like so far removed from everything where I just didn't want to uh at the very beginning of this I just didn't want to deal with much. You know what I mean? You know, there's so much been going on here with like protesting and all that. You know, like, yes, I've gone out and I shot the protest, I've been part of the protest and stuff like that, but I just also don't feel like posting none of that stuff because I feel like there's so many other photographers right now who are doing such a good job covering that. You know what I mean? Like, and there's like, the, I don't want to like, even try it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. st- the, 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 job, the, the job that they're doing, uh, covering these protests are so, is so phenomenal that, and I, and I kind of take some pride of in, in it too. Like some of those guys are my friends and I was just like, and just looking back at it, you know, maybe like 10, 12, 15 years from now uh, and just going and saying like these book, these photos are probably gonna end up in some history book. And I'll be like, yo, that was a friend of mine who took that photo
0: thank you for listening. If you would like to see the portraits from this week's episode, please go to findingspace.cc. For more interviews like this, please subscribe to the Finding Space podcast.